1: Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more.
2: Welcome to the Fantasy Footballers Podcast with your hosts, Andy Holloway, Jason Moore, and Mike Wright.
1: Welcome in. Monday, September 18th, the Fantasy Footballers back with you. It's apparently hat day.
3: Every day is hat day when you don't want to do your hair.
2: (laughs) Every day is hat day (laughs) when you're losing your hair.
1: You have committed pretty strongly to the hats, Jason. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I find that. It's near full-time hat day. Yeah,
2: it's near full-time hat day. I I really like not having to worry about my receding hairline. It's it's, it's great. Wearing hats is <laughs> is great. I mean, if I had your hair, Mike, I would burn all my hats. But eh, yeah, you, know, you do you. It's 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 a burden. Wait, I'll, <laughs> uh, if you go
1: to it's a burden. If you go to Deucer's Alley,
2: oh look at that! Oh
1: man, so many hats. There, any of us take a shower today? <laughs> I mean, I did. Mike yeah. took a shower. Yeah. I did oh, as I well. Did, yeah, I said, mine's more of a Jason problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, the Hat Bros. Uh, I I didn't take a
2: shower today. Nice. I skipped it. Yeah. Who needs showers? And you just told hundreds of thousands of people. Well, I, we're playing pickleball later. Okay, that's that's true. true.
3: And I will shower well, after that. Yeah, that,
1: yeah. I mean, I just didn't <laughs> want to double shower. Right. Yeah. We all are.
2: You're correct. Well, I, I, show-
3: s- I showered last night. I, oh, see, that's yeah. that's perfectly showered fine. I will s- the. I do not like when you do like you have the morning shower and then you do some sort of activity afternoon and you go shower again, but your towel's not fully dry. Yeah. Oh, that's that's the worst. You got to get
1: the other towel out. Yeah, I
3: was gonna yeah. say you, you only have one
2: towel. Mike, you or? stick
1: with that towel? Yes. How often do you change your towel? You just consider that a penalty. For the decision to shower twice, when, how often do you guys change your towel? Uh, I change my towel about once every week and a half.
2: I I change mine pretty regularly, but we have like four towels hanging up in our bathroom, so I, I'll I'll just grab the other Wait, one. Wait,
1: do you share towels with your wife? You no, have share.
2: you have multiple showered
1: yeah. towels up. Yeah, You're, this man right what? here. You expect him Who? to not have multiple shower towels?
3: Well, I'm just the way that I'm he. Surprised was, he doesn't have
1: multiple showers in his room. The way he was
3: expressing it was like this is a normal thing. It's a totally normal thing. I got, I'd, I got four shower hooks. Deuc- what do you want me to not put towels on the hooks, Deucers, Please, you have one towel per person up, right?
1: One towel. Okay, thank goodness. Thought I was losing my mind. Well, we are in some ways. <laughs> uh, welcome into the show. Lots to talk about. I was driving into the office this morning and I kind of you know I look at week two a little bit like you you glance out over the uh, proverbial battlefield and you survey the damage. like there are truths you find out through two weeks mm-hmm. and uh, you know it gets into questions of draft loyalty to players and I'm gonna ask you guys that question later about some scenarios but you know we learn a little bit more you you, you find out a little bit of, a little bit more about the defenses. And you survey the damage to your roster, and and then you make some adjustments. I mean, anybody out there that says that they know everything that's going to happen week to week in the NFL is a liar, and that includes us. Like, we don't know. uh, There's been a lot of surprises, and now it's our job to help you make the adjustments, make the tweaks, and uh, propel yourself towards a a Foot Clan championship, hopefully. And so uh, that's what we're going to do. A lot of reactions. A lot of strong feelings mm-hmm. out there this week and uh we surveyed the foot clan for their sophisticated reactions mm. <laughs> to the weekend Uh-oh. are we back baby we're back and we've got some good and some bad on the All monday right. punday reactions we're gonna start with the good
2: yes
1: jason do you want me oh. to take the first
2: one no I've, I've got you here because i love him zach boss
1: zach boss uh, Mike Heavens. yes, good. looking good, goody. James, cooking. Okay. Mm. Oh, was that
3: T D. Higgins? <laughs> it sure was. <laughs> yeah, it was.
1: That what was about? a big bounce back. What about T J. Rockinson? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. And Jason, you threw in uh, Puka
2: Nuclear. Yeah, baby, That's eat a... an owl. Oh, but there was bad. Yeah, like, like... Joshua Smelly or Jafart Chase. Jafart.
1: <laughs> And, uh, wow, we'll be talking about Scam Acres. And Calvin Diddley
2: Squat. Or Jerry Booty. Yeah. Why are we doing
1: that? Yeah. And Damien Tears. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, Least Hall.
3: <laughs> what? I'm getting all the poop jokes, This boys. is the best one of the A- day, though. AJ Brown Pants.
1: <laughs> that one, I feel like we got to finish with the... Uh, remember the Letterman <laughs> Top 10? Yes. And the final oh, one's yeah. always... Uh, it's always AJ Brown Pants.
2: I mean, that is... How how have I not heard that? It is the lowest hanging easiest fruit and it's perfect because uh yeah he he had some brown pants on. Yeah. Well, they they were very clean and Rashad Penny <laughs> said no you will stay in
3: your dirty pants. The I Jamar s-
1: Chase AJ Brown reactions. Oh man. For the draft wide receivers not running back camp. Um it's been a rough couple weeks. Jason, what were you going to Yeah, I
2: was uh, I, I wish I could give credit to whoever had the tweet um, I, I, I don't remember who it was, but there was a, a tweet that was saying the fantasy points per game, if you if you go from you, – you remember last year Devontae Smith had a goose in week one. Right. Didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. If you go from week two on, including this year, A.J. Brown pants and Devontae Smith are averaging the exact same fantasy points per game. Yeah. That's,
3: that's why I whispered Smith <laughs> might outscore Brown this year. Yeah. If, if the touchdowns don't go – to AJ Brown, I mean Smith's gonna ball out.
1: Yeah, you saw the frustration from AJ Brown yes. wanting to be involved, and uh, a couple weeks worth of offensive struggles have not included AJ Brown getting as many opportunities. I I would not say I'm panicked. No, I think AJ Brown's gonna be great.
2: Absolutely. I mean, so that, go
1: go trade for him.
2: Yeah, to me, this is very similar to the DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett situation, where you have a superstar human being. You know what I mean? Like it, it, when you look at AJ Brown, that's a dude. Mm-hmm. You know, and DK Metcalf—they, they're—they're very good wide receivers. They're very good, but it's their physical abilities, their attributes, their God-given bodies that are <laughs> special and make them the ones. But for fantasy, that's not always the one. Tyler Lockett outscored DK Metcalf last year because he's just a great wide receiver, and that—that's Devontae Smith. News and notes from around the league. Presented by USAA Insurance. Cam Akers.
3: Oh, man. I think
1: we found out, uh, at least I found out, about 12 minutes before yeah, kickoff that it he was, was a healthy
3: scratch. It was one of those Jay Glazer bombs that he drops on a Sunday morning. And it was, I think it was about 10 minutes before kickoff happened that that started going out there, that uh, Cam Akers was going to be a healthy scratch. Uh, they're going to try and trade him, and everything that happened in the middle of last year, we are right
2: back there. And How, how unlikable is he? Uh, so <sighs> here's the thing. When this happened, I think we all talked about it in the studio. There, there, we felt like there just had to be something more. There had to be some <clears throat> kind of personal relationship issue, attitude, problem, right? because that was what was reported last year. But it, it was reported that this had nothing to do with attitude, that he's had a great attitude, uh, and he just— got healthy scratched because of play. Yeah, they well,
1: said he had a really bad week of practice.
2: Let me let me ask you this.
3: Last year, they went with the approach of, it got out publicly that things are sour with the Rams and <laughs> we're trying yeah. to trade him.
2: Yeah, and they couldn't trade him.
3: So this year, all they're, is, tra- they're all trying to trade good. him. But, but he's great. Dude, his he, attitude's amazing. I can't believe any, any team that gets Cam Akers, they would be the luckiest team ever. He's just not for us.
1: Right. <laughs> he 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 uh, went on Twitter and said, I am just as confused as everybody else. Dude. I am blessed, though. Uh, Kyron Williams, 96% of snaps in week two. He's the RB2 for fantasy. Uh, and I believe that's the RB2 on the week and on close the, to it on the year. Yeah, no it- – I'll bet it is four, on the he year. Has he has four had, touchdowns. Yeah,
2: he had two touchdowns week one, two touchdowns week two, uh, double digit targets. This is um, this is a, a player I hope you picked up on waivers because he's going to be probably the waiver pickup of the season because you're going to get him all year. Obviously, we you know NFL's crazy. Uh, last year there was a period in time where Cam Akers was cuttable, unusable, healthy scratch, mm-hmm. and then he went on to be the to the absolute dominant workhorse at the end of the year. So crazy things can happen. I don't expect to see that happening. Sean McVay came out and said, you know, there's still room for Akers to be um, involved, but that it's not going to go back and forth. Uh, so I, I think next week will be very important. And and this is Kyron Williams. This is the Kyron Williams show.
1: Yeah, and that's that's big news for fantasy. Uh, we did get that. So we got that news prior to kickoff, barely. And then we also found out Amari Cooper had re-aggravated his groin injury. Ah in Saturday's practice, and he is questionable, not expected to play. So for Monday Night Football, if you already were throwing David Njoku out there, you have an opportunity for a higher upside, I think. Elijah Moore, who who we talked about, Mike had brought him up in the Hungry for More segment last week. Uh, He's really hungry for more if he's going to have number one wide receiver opportunity here uh, this evening.
2: Yeah, and if you have lost Amari Cooper and you didn't realize you, if you didn't hear this news before now and you're going, oh man, I'm not going to have Amari Cooper and you're looking for the waiver wire you can look towards Allen Robinson or Calvin Austin who could be on the waiver wire and have opportunities would with you rather, Deontay Johnson out. Would and you you Rashid
1: Shahid tonight. Yeah,
2: sure.
3: sh- Shahid, I was going to say would you rather have Allen Robinson or, Robinson or Peoples-Jones?
2: I would rather have Allen Ro- Robinson. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it felt bad saying it but that is the truth.
1: Saquon Barkley exited the Cardinals game at the very end with a right ankle injury. Yeah. X-rays were negative. He's having an MRI on Monday.
2: He's uh, not going to play this week.
1: No, they're a Thursday night football game against the 49ers. Uh, the Giants came back, won the game against Arizona. Oh, man. Great work. Like I love the tweets see, towards yeah. us. <laughs> Like, we wanted the Cardinals to win yeah. that game. Have you paid attention all year? We're trusting the process. If Disney. you had a camera in our studio, <laughs> we
2: were the biggest Giants fans you've ever seen. This was the most perfect outcome for us. If people are like, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, they're like, dunking sorry, on us. I'm like, sorry for what? Come on. Yeah, we a, got up. I'm alley-ooping that ball. Let's go. Oh, yeah. man. We we, we <laughs> shellacked the Giants to start and showed some great heart yeah, and some real, grit real and determination. And then we lost, which is fantastic. Did you guys see that Marvin Harrison highlight over the weekend? Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: come on, people. Caleb Williams, but first, come on down. Look, for Saquon, he's probably not in this week. They The, the first things I was reading was ordinary ankle sprain versus high ankle sprain. Mm, okay. That was the hope.
2: That's what the MRI is for. They're going to find out. That the belief is that it's a normal uh, ankle sprain. The MRI will confirm whether it's high or not.
1: Here's some... Significant news on one of the biggest storylines so far this season in the NFL and in fantasy. Joe Burrow aggravated the calf injury at the end of the game. Yeesh. Likely to linger for multiple weeks, according to our injury expert, Matthew Betts. Minimal mobility out of the pocket for Burrow. If he plays, that's going to be the concern. They have looked bad on offense. Jamar Chase not been featured. We had a goose from Higgins in week one. We had Jamar Chase now with pedestrian numbers for two weeks. Joe Mixon's really, he's getting by, but this team is 0-2 now in a tough division. Wow. Uh, it's a little, I don't know if it's full panic because Joe Burrow is that guy, right? I mean, he's, he's certainly capable of coming out next week, the week after, putting up 40 points and making you forget about this.
2: It's yeah, for, possible. for sure he can with with the weapons he has, absolutely. And I and I expect towards the end of the year, uh, the second half of the season, I, I think they'll they'll bounce back completely. I'm not ever going to rule out this Bengals offense, but for fantasy purposes, for Joe Burrow, you one thing we know is that he's not going to scramble. He's not going to run. If he's nursing a calf issue, he is purely a pocket passer. And when you aren't adding, you know, even just 20, 30 yards on the ground, a couple scrambles here and there to your fantasy usage, you have to get the three touchdowns. You've got to go 300 yards and three to have a – in in today's fantasy football right. while you've got these Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen's got, you know, guys just running like crazy.
1: I like how you left Justin Fields off of that. That was smart.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, Justin Fields will run right. a lot, and I do think brighter fantasy days are ahead for Justin Fields. But, um, yeah, I mean, Joe Burrow's going to – be someone that you need to take a look at weekly matchups, and you need to consider until he looks healthy and is dominating, which he will do. You don't drop him, but you consider starts, you consider matchups, and you say, "Hey, maybe I should grab." You know, if the you... problem
1: is, it's going to be choices like Daniel Jones, mm-hmm. Jared Goff, Brock Purdy. Well, no, and and, and the... those are choices for Fields managers too, because I mean we're we're previewing the duds here, but uh, Burrow and Fields are are high draft capital selections that are sending chills down the spines of fantasy managers
2: yeah and i i believe that you named a perfect pair of streaming options where you look at the matchup and you say oh against arizona uh daniel jones should have a good game oh he did jared goff at home against seattle he should have a great game believe he's home at against atlanta next week i don't i don't think Atlanta's a great matchup but he's at home that's so you home. you look at those and when there's a good matchup you put him in your lineup david montgomery exited. N- real i have one
3: more quick note on it joe burrow here goat. sorry uh because this affects the fantasy football world if joe burrow does in fact miss time that means that in my dynasty roster i have to start kirk cousin oh, no. so if joe burrow misses time we will now lose two quarterbacks. You'll lose Kirk Cousins. Because yeah. you're not capable is, of starting that is, Kirk yes, Cousins that, and having him perform. Yes. This is a follow-up from last week's discussion.
2: Is there any chance that the curse is lifted when it's default? I mean, we can hope, right? I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt well, it. <laughs> oh, and it's not a choice when he's <laughs> right. backed into Kirk Cousins? Right. You're not choosing
1: him.
3: Yeah. Um, maybe. Maybe. David
1: Montgomery exited yesterday's game with a quad injury. The news as of this morning is that it could take a few weeks to heal. Mm-hmm. And so, David Montgomery likely to miss time on this Lions uh, offense. Jameer Gibbs should have more opportunities. He should. It was very
3: interesting in that Craig Reynolds is the next man up, and he basically just came in and took Montgomery's job. Like, they didn't go – I mean, anecdotally, he's watching the game. It didn't feel like they went heavier Gibbs. It no. was, okay, well, Gibbs, you stay in your role, and Craig Reynolds is now the the David Montgomery for the team. That could certainly change yeah, with a week, with of, a week of, yeah. of planning and practice.
1: All right. We have uh, we also had Amon Ra. St. Brown got banged up a couple times. Yeah. I think he's all right. Right foot, toe. Kept
2: playing. He's tough.
1: Never but, caught a pass after they looked at his toe and foot, though, in the third quarter. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah, at least Ye- according to Matthew Betts, unless okay. he's a liar. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. exited with an ankle injury. They're saying not serious. They're saying minor, but uh, something to monitor. Darnell Mooney exited with a knee injury. They're also saying not serious, probably not relevant to fantasy players. Well,
3: that, yeah. if you're wondering why Chase Claypool caught passes yesterday, that's because Darnell
1: Mooney left the game. Did you hear he had to? He publicly apologized to his team. Oh, I did. Coaching oh, the okay. players. Okay. Nice. Basically, they they I'll take that. They kind of said that if he ever does what he did in Week One ever again, they're just gonna shop him.
2: No. they it, will not yeah. find takers
1: probably not uh the concussion bug Devonte adams yeah. anthony richardson jalen waddle and then logan thomas Man. and the logan thomas hit was from the exact same gentleman mm-hmm. who knocked jacoby myers out with a concussion last week oh seriously so yeah. i hope he finds himself suspended because wow. it was a ridiculous hit on logan thomas and uh, logan thomas managed to hold on to the football for the touchdown there were also players that exited the game and returned. DK Metcalf with a rib injury went to the locker room, came back. Brandon Ayuk shoulder injury, he was hurting.
2: Yeah, yes, he, he was. I I can't believe he came back because he came back and reaggravated it yeah, and then he, came he, back he, again. Yep. Garrett Wilson got the wind knocked
1: out of him.
3: Uh, managed Not probably to, on that huge touchdown run. Yeah, yeah he almost had,
1: he could add another <laughs> one or two. Chase Edmonds grade two MCL sprain, going to miss time. Okay. Well
3: it's it's for the Bucs. It's just it's another
1: He got more time than people would have wanted.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean he was in he was kind of the second player up uh in front of Sean Tucker, but Rashad White had himself a bounce back game. He really did. So that's uh He was it, over four a carry too. Yeah, if Rashad White does what he did last week, then he will hold Dalton
2: to the job. I, and I Mike, don't you think m- he's gonna keep playing the Bears. Fair.
1: Mike, you're Fair. you probably missed this, but Salvin Ahmed <laughs> left with a groin injury. Sure. Did not play after the second quarter. And Raheem Mostert had himself a day.
3: Mostert had a huge day and Devon A-Chain actually got into the game. I think he had two opportunities of carrying a target, mm-hmm. but that will be some yeah. that will be something to monitor cuz the if the Miami Dolphins are like honest with themselves, you can't play Mostert like you played him this past week. With with everything with the way that his body has broken down year after year after year, you can't run him into the ground. that way. You've got to get other players players involved.
1: I still don't see a path for A-Chain to consistent fantasy relevance outside of injury to Mostert, which is always a possibility. Sure. Yeah, I'm not saying... But he could play the Ahmed role in future weeks, which could you know, that could end up being 28 to 35 percent of snaps.
2: Yes. Yeah, and the the hope is that he shows something that earns himself more time.
1: Yeah, and they they were one of the highest uh, passing teams, so... He can get involved in that element as well. Any other news that we're missing, anything breaking this morning from the Hat Club back there? Not yet. Not yet. Okay, that was today's News and Notes presented by USAA Insurance. Learn more at usaa.com slash insurance. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be back with these studs and
2: duds. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Some things may seem small at the time, but... And if you want a safe space for that conversation, I recommend therapy. I've had therapy. I've had practical, personal advances through therapy. Whether I'm learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries personally, how to make better habits in my life, there's a lot of benefit. And you can give BetterHelp a try if you've been thinking of starting therapy. It's entirely online. It's convenient and flexible. It's also easy to get started. You just fill out one brief questionnaire, and get matched with a licensed therapist. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com footballers to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com
0: footballers. and replacement cost coverage comes standard. That means damaged items are repaired or replaced, even if they cost more today than they did when you bought them, which could put your wallet at ease To Tap the banner or visit usaa.com slash homeowners to learn more and get a quote. Restrictions apply.
1: All righty. Getting back into it. Time to talk studs
2: week's Fantasy Stud Muffins. Well,
1: I mentioned it earlier. And and while we get into the, uh, the studs, we're going to have some names that weren't kind of consensus high draft picks. And I felt like, you know, two weeks into the season, there's going to be loyalty-based start-sit decisions for fantasy players going into week three. For instance, Damian Pierce. He's had a mm-hmm. rough two weeks. If you watch the football games, he's had no shot. I mean, this has been a guy hitting the backfield over and over again. What was the Houston offensive line situation? They were four
2: four of their five starters ended up being out for that game. Felt Um, like five of five. Yeah, C.J. Stroud was able to throw the ball, but when they tried to run the ball, that offensive line couldn't hold up whatsoever.
1: And he's not heavily involved in the passing game. So someone like Damian Pierce, you invested high draft capital on. You've got two disappointing weeks. And then you've got players that were lower draft capital or free agents. Kyron Williams through two weeks has been great. Brian Robinson is was the number one running back on the week, and he's a top five running back on the year now. Catching passes, scoring, heavily involved. When you look at that situation with Damian Pierce, are you taking a policy of bench and weight? Are you sticking with a guy like Damian Pierce? You you have a higher draft capital option, uh, Josh Jacobs, who Shoo-wee. ran for negative yards. It's uh, which is like the first time a rushing champ has done that in a long
3: time. Uh, Kyron Williams is very interesting because of the Rams have the Rams offense has looked, looked great. They've looked very capable. I mean, there was, cert- there was a lot of nerves from me of with, with Puka. Let's see. I mean, week one was incredible. Go after it. You have to chase. You have to chase that target from a player in his very first game ever, and you got you're going to play him in week two. But I was kind of bracing for impact of expecting the worst, and it was even better for Puka. So, and then and then the same with Kyron Williams of what was the truth going to be with the actual split between him and Cam Akers. I mean, the beginning of the game kind of or ten minutes before the game that became more clear. But the fact they had that success. Against the 49ers, I mean the the Rams have been very very surprising, and if uh, so, it's it's looking at matchups and things for the like Damian Pierce, Brian Robinson has been great for fantasy football. Next two weeks, Buffalo and then the Philadelphia Eagles, Buffaloes
1: who uh, the Josh Jacobs just ran for negative yards yeah, it,
3: it that's some difficult matchups here, but then it opens up Chicago, Falcons, Giants. So. It, but specifically, Brian Robinson versus Pierce—that would be a tough decision. But I don't see Are how you, trying you sit to move Kyron on down. from
2: Pierce. So I think when we're taking a look at the guys we drafted and how we stick to it versus what we've seen the first two weeks, we want to focus more on utilization. And you know, Josh Jacobs, for instance, his utilization is incredible. He's still getting everything. He's getting targets. He's getting the you know the the snap counts. So I'm in. I, I he is a trade four candidate to me. Uh, right now I would absolutely go and kick the tires for Josh Jacobs. Damian Pierce on the other hand has not, you know, he he has not percent of snaps. 50% of snaps either week. So, you know, if if this is a team when you're down and all of a sudden, what we saw in preseason that seemed so enlightening and hopeful was that he was utilizing the passing game completely in the preseason. And now when it's they it's a trap. And then when they've been down, he hasn't been on the field, they can't run with the offensive line. So, yeah, like Brian Robinson for instance, who You know, in his own right, got three targets. Uh, Seems like he is at least somewhat involved in the passing game and was north of 50% snaps. I would rather play him than Damian Pierce, for sure.
1: All right, let's get into the quarterback studs, and we can debate some of those decisions on the way. Daniel Jones, after being shut out in the first half with an interception and 62 passing yards, he went off in the second half. 26 for 37 on the game, 321 and 2. Ran for a touchdown on
2: 59 rushing yards and nine carries. He had a great game in the second half. Yes. Like an entire game in the second half. That was great. 259 and two plus 58 yards and a rushing touchdown. Pass rate above expectation has
1: led the way for the Vikings. I think they're number one in football. 31 for 44, 364, and four for Kirk Cousins on Mike's bench.
2: The number one quarterback in fantasy football right now. You're welcome. he? He is the number one quarterback. Absolutely. You're welcome, everybody.
1: Wow. How many of those points have you had, Mike?
3: Uh some. I played him in week one. Did you? Okay. Yeah.
1: Russell
2: Wilson. The number three quarterback in fantasy football. No. Nope. You want to talk about a trade high. No. You if if people didn't watch the game, okay, which I would blame no one for not watching that game. The the Manders. Can we be honest, Broncos. we left. Yeah, we we, we, yeah. <laughs> we
1: left the studio with about, what, five minutes left in that
2: game trying to get home to the families? Yeah, I listened to it on the radio or whatever, but it's like, yeah, I don't need to watch the end of this game. We already knew what was going to happen. Um, and if you have Russell Wilson in a two-quarterback league or something and you can look to tra- – he was awful. He had a great game, great fantasy, 50-yard Hail Mary touchdown at the end, really pads the stats. It does. But that – offense is not fixed. Russell Wilson is not good. What if I tell
3: you that Russell Wilson will be playing at Miami and then at Chicago? I would say
2: that that is a great thing to tell someone else when you're looking <laughs> to unload. All right, So you're out. I, I thought I'm the, the deep passes were good in this game. I'm not out in the, in the standpoint that Russell can't have good fantasy value. I'm out in the sense that I want to capitalize on this monster game. I want to Sell high on someone that might believe in you the think box. He's on score. rosters, and in he, two quarterback, two leagues, quarterback. absolutely. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I mean, I, he's yeah. he's starting for me in one of my two quarterback of leagues. Of course,
1: that makes sense. I, I was imagining and, a redraft league
3: in single quarterback. You'd be selling the waiver wire.
1: Jalen Hurts bounce back game offense doesn't look great. Doesn't matter. He's going to score when you give him one yard and a tush push. Yep. Josh Jobs, he had a good game. He did. Second half was rough. Josh Allen, you expected this. 31 for 37, 274 and 3. Did not run the ball very much. Didn't need to. They crushed the Raiders. Geno Smith, bounce back Uh, game. Yeah, that was great There we go.
2: And hand in hand, we'll talk about Lockett. But I hope you didn't move away from one bad game from a great player because Lockett was outstanding.
1: As was Jared Goff in the same matchup. 28 for 35. Through his first interception in a long, long time, unfortunately, but has Atlanta next week. Lamar Jackson performed for fantasy. Uh, It's still somewhat difficult to watch the offense at times, but really he got it done. Mark Andrews helped, Mm -hmm. and uh, he rushed for 54 yards. The news this morning is that uh, Odell Beckham's injury will not affect his availability moving forward.
2: And you would assume that Mark Andrews is going to get healthier and healthier he he didn't look his same explosive self in in that week from what i saw but yeah i mean the fact that around the goal line you got a big target that can muscle his way in for a receiving touchdown like he did is fantastic he also he played lower snaps than normal this is also exciting
1: to see next gen stats talking about Justin Herbert's performance push the ball downfield like days of old Average 10.8 air yards per attempt. That's the most in a game since his rookie season. Nice! That's been the problem. <laughs> you you watch the games and you want to see kind of, it feels strange to say for a young player, vintage Justin Herbert. You wanted to see those deep shots. Uh, Keenan Allen had a huge game and in Justin Herbert. Looked really, really good. Two touchdowns on those 10-plus air yard throws. And there's a lot of big names in this stud list in terms mm-hmm. of Players, you invested draft capital on with Hertz and Allen and Smith and uh, Jackson and Herbert. C.J. Stroud passed for three hundred and eighty-four
2: yards. When I heard someone say, "Because, because you know the the Texans didn't have a great game and and their offensive line was, uh, you know a complete backup line," when I heard them say, "Yeah, C.J. Stroud led the league in passing this week," it's like, what? <laughs> That's what? <laughs> you check your stats, but uh, three hundred and eighty-four passing yards. Which Nico. will lead
1: to, I was going to say, our wide receiver studs, Nico, is going to be talked about. Yeah. Brian Robinson led the way. 18 for 87, two rushing touchdowns, two for 42 through the air, and he's the RB3 in fantasy through two weeks and looked – I mean, he, he looks faster this year than he looked last year. He does,
3: year. yes. Big challenge the next two weeks, but he's looked great.
1: Uh, DeAndre Swift, mm-hmm. we talked about the Thursday night game. Mm-hmm. If you had to guess the split between Swift and Gainwell – Next, you know, assuming Gainwell's back, what's your what's your breakdown?
3: I would guess Swift
1: sl- slightly more than Kenny Gainwell. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Raheem Mostert was 18 for 121-2 and two against the New England defense last night. He's the RB5 through two weeks of the season. And, uh, you know, he's delivering. First part of the season was what he did last year as well. If you watched the game last night he talked about putting weight on uh working towards durability but right now he's the guy and he's the only player to start in Miami.
2: Yeah and you, and you you keep starting him. He's got Denver coming up which Denver has a very good defense but if you look at this last week they just gave up the number 1, you know, uh, game to Brian Robinson. So, Raheem Mostert, the nice thing is like the the Patriots have a good defense. And the Patriots bottled up Mostert on the majority of his runs. But when you've got a guy like Mostert who can just break away, if you if you give him that sliver of opportunity like he had, you're not going to catch up to him. Mostert's top top end speed is just too fast.
1: Kyron Williams, the big day, 14 for 52 and one on the ground, ten targets for ten targets ten to the targets. air is the headline there. Yeah. Six for 48 and a touchdown. He also played 96 yeah. percent of snaps. There, there options behind Kyron Williams if Akers is. Inactive is Royce Freeman,
3: Ronnie Rivers, and um, yeah, Ronnie Rivers and, uh, and Evans, the rookie Evans, Zach but, Evans. But yeah, I, I think he might still
2: be hurt. Yeah, I mean this this is the reason why Cam Akers was you know the the shot you were taking in the draft. Yeah, was, Evans was inactive. You you see that the depth chart doesn't look great and that the offense could be good with Sean McVay and Stafford back and all that. It just it's Kyron not Cam and ninety six percent of snaps. The only people that get something like that is usually CMC. The guy on the other side. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey had
1: 100% of snaps for the yeah, first time did. since 2019. No yes, snaps for he Elijah did. Mitchell. We, I,
2: I've been telling you, if you bench we, Elijah Mitchell, he can't get hurt. Mike was complaining during this game. Yeah. where is He used the phrase, like, where is Christian McCaffrey? And he's literally <laughs> he's, out there. He never there left
0: the field, not one play, time. Every am
2: meaning more of, like... <laughs> Freaks. He was mad when Debo got a handoff. Yeah, he oh, got yeah. a couple in a row. He's like, "Why aren't you giving McCaffrey?" You are the ball? so
3: greedy. Uh, I think that there are many people out there who would agree with me. We uh, all may, we all may have Christian McCaffrey on our team. Yeah. Uh, the the bigger complaint was the
1: three targets. Come on, we got it. We got <laughs> juice that up. Yeah, complain twenty for one, sixteen and one. He had a full fantasy day in the first five minutes of this one. He's also scored in eleven consecutive
2: games. There. There is something special about McCaffrey around the end zone. He, you just expect it. I mean, eleven straight touchdowns, that's if if he doesn't score a touchdown, how angry are you gonna be? Based on how Mike was angry yesterday's game, very angry. That is
3: correct.
1: We have high expectations for our for our champ. You know who looked great was B. John Robinson, nineteen oh, for one, twenty four on the ground, and I don't think there was a player with uh like a higher negative yards uh, per ex- or to expectation. What what's the over expectation? Yeah, he negative seventeen was Algiers' number. Yeah, and then Bijan Robinson had five targets, forty eight yards on those targets, one hundred twenty four on the ground, and he pretty much. In my Every opinion, play. Bijan
2: won the game for them. Every play is so fun to watch him. He makes something special even if it's like he gets a five-yard run that five-yard run if he if that's what he ended the 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 play with was five yards should have stopped four yards ago because he always ends up doing something special he looks so explosive so good and do not worry that this right here 124 rushing yards 48 receiving yards do not worry about Algier Algier had 16 carries they are going to run the ball so much it is disgusting I think they ran the ball as many plays or close to as many plays as the Green Bay Packers offense had the whole game. And this is why I don't necessarily think that the Falcons are a defense to target because Arthur Smith is keeping his offense on the field an absurd amount.
1: Yeah. And uh to run the ball.
2: Yes. Yes, so slowly, methodically and then beautifully when Bijan's the <laughs> the ball carrier. All
1: right, here are some names that uh well they they had some Tough week ones, or at least Rashad White did. Seventeen for seventy-three and a touchdown, five targets. Solid game. Philly next week. Are you trading eee. Rashad White high, Mike? Um,
3: probably not. Just because of, I mean, seventy-two percent of snaps, that amount of work, seventeen carries with five targets. So there aren't. There are very few running backs that
1: get that.
2: I will absolutely be trading high. Because the week prior, he also got that. He was yeah, 79% of snaps, 19 opportunities. So, and Mike, he, you're not trade high. Well, Jason, a, you tell are. Tell me, like, who, are you a, who are you able to trade Rashad White for? Uh, well, I mean, I, I, I would have to look at a list of players. Did you but, trade him for Damian Pierce? Yeah, absolutely. I think Damian Pierce is actually I, a talented player.
3: Yeah, I do think that Damian Pierce is talented, but his situation is going to be bad. I mean, it's going to be rough for Rashad White against the Philadelphia Eagles. This upcoming week. And then
2: the Saints, and then a bye week. I think a month from now. You're Is this gonna, your moment? I think a month from now you're going to have said, man, I wish I traded him after his week perhaps, two good game. Perhaps
1: Zach Moss played, I believe, 98% of snaps, yep. 18 for 88 and a touchdown, four targets, Mike's start of the week. Zach Moss, uh, he did what we hoped he would do.
2: Everyone on my timeline just wants <laughs> oh. to know. They just want to know how I feel. And I feel great. I feel so great. Well, he did not
1: turn out to be the difference between a, a win or a loss for you, which he he very well could have.
2: I I, I had a, a nice win uh, over Owl back there. How's that oh, feel? Oh, How's bring, that taste? Bringing you, that up. You huh? weren't worried, but then uh, you got shellacked. He
3: did talk a lot of crap leading up to the weekend. I didn't talk a lot, but uh, I did say I was
2: not worried about your team, and I did lose. And uh, then I went to my find team that post <laughs> where you weren't worried, and I found it deleted <laughs> so, oh, oh, yeah. I'm not letting you get those receipts <laughs> well, those, those are better receipts I found your shredded documents <laughs> you, you did find the shredded documents uh, but, but as far as Zach Moss going forward he's uh, going to be the dude he is absolutely going to receive a ton of work it's going to be a very Rashad White situation now I, obviously this last week I, I traded him I'm happy he's not on my team he's not talented but he was good he was a good start he was in my DraftKings lineup we, we recommended him. You know, we told people to start him, Mike. It was your start of yeah. the week. Going forward... Five a carry. I don't think... Well, right, because it was the Houston Texans. The, like, historically worst rush defense from last year has carried over to this year. They're giving up tons of rushing touchdowns. I don't think that that is going to continue going forward as far as efficiency and, and good performance. But he will be a volume play. Probably, I think, a flex option. Very similar to Rashad White to me going forward. Here's a player that's difficult to know what to do
1: James Cook was 17 for 123 four targets he's going to keep getting the targets in this offense and yet maybe it's greed but I was really hoping for more from James Cook and unfortunately it's played out in some ways as as the fears in some of our minds have have said that like James Cook plays explosively, and then he comes out inside the 15, inside the 10. And it was Latavius Murray, and it was Damien Harris on those high-value touches. And yet, this was a big week for James Cook, and he's certainly capable of doing this on the regular.
2: Yeah, and, and I think a lot of people are going to say to themselves, well, maybe he'll get involved, maybe he'll prove himself and get the red zone opportunities, the goal line looks, that's not going to happen. He, it's stupid. I, I don't understand why you take your efficient players off the field in the red zone just for a big-bodied guy, but that's what's happening. That's what's happened from training camp on, and that will be what continues to happen. When they get around the goal line, James Cook isn't going to score touchdowns. That doesn't mean he's going to have zero. He'll score from outside of the 15 a couple times. He had two 10 zone, no 5 zone. Right. Yeah, when they when they get down on the goal line, he's not in the game, which is dumb and isn't going to change, but he's still, he's still a great this is an offense that you want a piece of, and I think he's a, a really good play going forward.
1: RB eleven on the week, James Cook on fifty. He played exactly fifty nine percent of snaps for each week. Kenneth Walker, two touchdowns. Wasn't efficient on the ground, uh, but that was enough. And Derrick Henry, twenty five carries for Derrick Henry. He is a trade see. four target to me. Oh really? Okay, because yes. I because uh, m- I way through. I know, through the I know game, you were swapping on him, but no, I'm I'm looking to pick him up. The that, snaps went up.
2: Yeah, m- midway through that game, you saw like a uh, an almost even carry count between Tajay Spears. We we talked week one. Tajay Spears out snapped them, but Tajay Spears wasn't really involved in in getting carries. He only had three carries. And then this last week, yesterday, it was like, oh man, they're giving Tajay Spears work. They're handing the ball off to him. He ended up with ten total opportunities. Tajay did. So you're not afraid of Derrick Henry losing work to Tajay?
1: Uh, no. Nope. I think that, I think that the you can have Derrick Henry be great, and more balance in the in the snap count. Those two things can be true. I would try not to have Ryan Tannehill throw the ball with his arm very often. I think Derrick Henry is uh, is a player where I'm I'm targeting the volume, and I think he's going to be twenty plus carries. Okay. He, I I still have fears of the
3: game script of, like they were. It was a weird offensive output for Tennessee. I mean, we were talking how how poor they were and of course Ryan Tannehill hits the big uh pass play right directly after that which I believe turned into the Henry touchdown but like against Cleveland is Cincinnati are they going to be capable not sure but I think that there will be it's going to be hot and cold with Derrick Henry it's not going to be every single week you're really happy Connor like we're used to
1: Connor and Pollard big games At the wide receiver position, Keenan Allen eight for one eleven and two. Oh
3: baby, he the the benefactor of no Austin Eckler was not Joshua Kelly. It was Keenan Allen.
1: Joshua Smelly.
3: Yeah, which Joshua Kelly was on the field a ton. He was the guy running routes. He just he got I think one target.
1: Mike Evans eight targets, six catches, one hundred and seventy one
2: yards, going beast mode,
1: and one touchdown.
2: Yeah, in a loss Oh, Mike Evans. I thought we were talking <laughs> Mike Williams. I'm still on Keenan Allen and the Chargers and the fact that they lost this game yeah. to the Tennessee yeah, Titans. No, it's no, um, no. unbelievable. I would apologize to the Chargers fans, but there just there aren't any.
1: Mike Evans 171 receiving yards. Bucks 2 and 0, oh, baby. Baker looks great. He, I enjoyed watching
2: him play football. Could you imagine if the touchdown that he dropped last week? I mean, Mike Evans has absolutely dominated uh great call, Andy. I was I was a little skeptical. Through two weeks, uh Mike Evans
1: has two hundred and thirty seven receiving yards, only that's yes, fourth behind
2: Justin Jefferson, Puka Nakua, and Tyreek Hill. Puka- and, he, and and he plays the Eagles this coming week, which the Eagles secondary is super banged up and they've been exploited by Mac Jones and and uh minnesota Kirk. so uh don't be afraid of philly right now
1: puka Nakua had 20 targets unbelievable oh, oh yes against baby. the 49ers he went 15 for 147 he has the most wide receiver targets through two games in uh in a start to a career ever he was targeted on 40 of his routes he seems to be teleporting to open spots on the field he nothing he does appears anything more than reliable. Like, I watched him play, and that's not to take anything away from him, but everything he does seems so, like, routine. Like, he runs the route. He's open. He catches it. He runs the route. He's open. This is not Tyreek Hill flashing down the field. This is just all reliable puka.
2: It reminds me of two great players, Cooper Cup, Travis Kelsey, where it's like, I just don't understand. Yeah. But they're not It's it's just they're always wide open and everyone knows. Like, you know where the ball's going. Why can't defense times. guard these guys? It's because they're just smart football players that know how to get open. They don't measure that at the combine.
1: We talked about these yesterday in the studio. This is what made Wes Welker a great football player. So it made Julian Edelman a great football player. You don't measure this sense of like you run a forty and you do a vertical jump. But you don't do something where, like, the player runs a route against the zone defense and detects where the – you know, and flows with the quarterback Mm -hmm. from side to side or makes himself reliable in that way. And those are players that can sneak through in the draft. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, he ran a 4-7. Who cares? He looked exhausted.
3: (laughs) Oh, he
2: did.
1: (laughs) Um, uh, He had to be.
3: (laughs) On the last few catches, his body language was like, Please stop throwing. Have me you the, seen his hands? Stop They're lit. They're bruised. <laughs> yeah, it's not. He's
1: like, I'm so tired of being tackled. <laughs> can, we, can, we, can we please throw the ball to somebody else? Uh, and then, then he tried to throw it to Van Jefferson, and it didn't work. So no, they threw it to Puka. Did not. Uh, Puka looks like a league winner right now. Yeah, he looks incredible. He just has the one wrinkle where when Cooper Cupper turns, what does it look like for
2: yep. Puka Nakua? Because Tutu outwell looks good mm-hmm. too. Tutu looks very, very good. That's the only concern is that when Cooper Cup comes back, who is going to be the wide receiver two? Who's going to be in the Robert Woods role? And to me, I think it's, it's going Puka. to be Puka. Puka has the body for it. He looks very similar to – Robert Woods is another one of those players. It's just such a good route runner and knows where to go, Uh, at least when he was younger.
1: Here's the wild thing, too, when you, when you talk about streaming quarterbacks and we didn't bring him up because he only threw – he's only thrown one touchdown on the year. But Matthew Stafford is over 60% completion, over 300 yards a game. Uh, so against the 49ers, he put up 300 yards. Yep. When you bring Cooper Cup back and you have Puka Nakua and you have Tutu Atwell and you have Kyron Williams in the passing game and Higby and Van Jefferson. And like, the offensive line seems to be protecting. Oh, my gosh, they are. He's, he's barely been sacked. So big surprise there. Credit to Sean McVay. Credit to Matthew Stafford. And uh, credit to, what is it, Les Snead that drafted Puka Nakua where they did. Nico Collins, seven for one forty-six.
3: It's it, it's not just Nico. I mean, Nico had an amazing game, 7 for 146 with the Tutty. But Tank Dell, with Noah Brown, uh, being inactive for the game, like Tank Dell was, I, I think he was like in terms of snaps, was the number one wide receiver. He played on seventy-nine percent of the snaps. He saw ten targets. Got seven catches for seventy-two and the score. Tank Dell, dude, is and he, he was a round three draft pick. I think that we need to pay attention that Tank Dell might be a real thing too, be, considering the the game script that's going to be going on here for for the Houston Texans. Like the, they couldn't run the ball, and then their defense lets points happen. So. CJ Stroud and Company have to throw a bunch. What's crazy is
2: so he didn't play the most wide receiver snaps. That actually was Robert was Woods. Was it Woods? Okay. Up at 86%. Who, who had, had, had a good week last he week? He had nine targets, six for seventy-four. And, and honestly, he stepped out of bounds on a play where he he was running down the sideline for a yeah. bomb touchdown.
1: Yeah, so I think Nico's leading the way there because he's the one that, that's got the highest probability of scoring. But all three of those guys have had relevant weeks. And uh Nico helped my fantasy face off roster tremendously. Yeah, yeah. He was a great play. T Higgins, Jason start of the week, two touchdowns, eight for eighty nine, bounce back performance on twelve targets. Uh if 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 for some reason Joe Burrow's not out there, Higgins and Chase are going to be depressing discussions in terms of starting them next week against the Rams, which I'm sure people will do, but it's gonna be it's gonna fall into that Garrett Wilson category where people making they were making the start sit decision with Garrett Wilson this past week, who managed to have the big play, but That's a tough one when you don't have confidence in the quarterback. Lockett, Devontae Smith, Josh Reynolds, CeeDee Lamb.
3: Yeah, huge weeks for all of them. What do you do with Josh Reynolds? Because I imagine he's still on people's waiver wires right now, talking Detroit Lions wide receiver. Week one, it wasn't a huge fantasy day, but it was four for 80. This past week was five for 66, two touchdowns. You have Amon Ross St. Brown who might be – a little bit banged up. I mean, is Josh Reynolds a does he have flex appeal until the Jamison Williams suspension is up? Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, if, if flex, I think is is right. He's a player you can throw in there and and in the right matchup. We we know when they're home against a winnable matchup that there's going to be you know what what are the what are the lines usually put up in those kind of good matchups near thirty points. Yeah. So yeah, if you've got a thirty point game i'm fine with reynolds in there but he's not more than just a spot flex do you believe in marvin mims after
1: he had five total routes and yet on the five routes two for 113 and a touchdown this
2: believe a great player but so upsetting
1: is this fool's (laughs) gold people competing for mims on the free agent market this week
2: so i mean this is just it's very simple you need to be aware that he was not on the field a lot he was not getting a ton of targets but on the flip side he is a rookie. Yeah, targets per route, run, baby. <laughs> <laughs> he is a rookie who is absolutely outstanding. Like this is the reason you know we kind of I, I talked him up. I had him, dropped him unfortunately after week one, and then he goes uh, goes ham uh, on two receptions. But uh, I think you can pick him up and hope he gets more snaps going forward. But you can't pick him up and start him. I don't think reliably. You, you can't Not start yet. a guy who just had you know five total routes but that's in the a, game.
3: That's a if your team is looking. Solid. Like you're really confident in your starters and you have some depth. Marvin Mims is a good stash player.
1: Here's a fun stat Debo Samuel averages 1.27 fantasy points per rush attempt in his career, where CMC is at 0.68. Chubb <laughs> is 0.75. He was involved in the running game, 5 for 38, yep. Natasha down 6 for 63 through the air. That was a, they missed him on two deep bombs that they he could have uh, produced. So that was nice to see. Gabe Davis, bounce back game, 6 for 92. And a touchdown. Gave the Babe and Christian Kirk.
3: Well, okay.
1: 14 <laughs> targets, 11 for 110.
3: Well, thanks, thank you, Jackson. But what it, what is happening here? Yeah, he, a great game, 11 for 110. Uh, Zay Jones. He was the only good
1: performance yes. on the entire so roster. Etn, Zay Lawrence, Jones, they're all duds.
3: Zay Jones did miss some time in the second quarter. He came back. It's hard to know if the if that injury that he uh, that he sustained in the second was affecting him throughout the second half. And this was a wild game for for the passing offense. There was at least three, mm-hmm. if I'm remembering correctly. There was at least three one foot end zone catches, and that did not turn into two passing touchdowns for for uh, Trevor Lawrence. But so, so if you're looking at Lawrence upset with the the box score, yeah, I get it, was, it. I get it. You want your guy to come through, but. He was so he was a, just a fraction away from a monster game. Yeah,
2: there should have been three touchdowns, and and, and it applies to the other players too. Zay Jones yeah. had you know one where his his he, they they called it a touchdown. I think at first uh, Calvin Ridley should have had a touchdown. They were just pretty yep. close. So don't don't go away from the Jags.
1: Tight end performances this week: Hawkinson, Henry, Mark Andrews, and Travis Kelsey. And then you saw a nice week from Darren Waller. Yes. So some of the big names performing for you this week. Hunter Henry looked good. Mike started the week. And then, and then, like I said, Hawkinson, the two touchdowns. So let's talk about some of those disappointments. Pooped in his big boy pants. Well, you just talked about him. Trevor Lawrence, very disappointing. Uh, just completed about 50% of his passes. And uh, 216, no touchdowns. It was the only game, I think, that didn't hit the over.
3: It was putrid. Was- yeah, there may, maybe there was two. But, yeah, the, the over bounced back in a huge way.
1: Tua, he had 15 fantasy points in the first half. He had 14 for the game. <laughs> so the second half, it was uh, a lot of Raheem Mostert. It was a lot of preserving a lead. And uh, they did a good job of basically containing big plays down the field, at least to Tyreek. 21 for 30, 241 and 1. It was tough because this matchup didn't look juicy for Tua. You but... also
3: dealt with Jalen Waddle in and out of the lineup.
2: Like if if Tua doesn't have both of those guys, it's a problem. Yeah, and, and Mike he might not have Waddle next week. We, we need to pay attention to that.
1: And uh I in an effort to maybe start a new tradition here, uh, I am going to I'm going to give each of you a panic alarm. Okay. okay. And you can have one per week in the duds. And here's mine, Justin Fields. <laughs> yeah. Justin Fields was Absolutely, uh, we're, oh, he did we're, it again.
3: we're back into the uh, back into the the chicken heater. Uh, <laughs> Justin
1: Fields was impossible to watch play football.
3: It was so frustrating to it, watch him sit in the pocket, staring at receivers, having plenty of time for protection of dude. Somebody unload the ball. Someone has to Throw be open. It.
2: Throw yep. the football. I think the first drive. It was like, hey, we need to get DJ Moore involved. Yeah. He he you know, snaps the ball, throws it to DJ Moore. I think he threw it to him 3 times on that drive. Two big plays. Has and DJ rushing, Moore had a good day. Has a rushing touchdown and you think, "Oh, we're back, baby." And then apparently just forgot how to he just held he holds on to the ball in disgusting
1: fashion. Yeah. Yeah, it it's, it's impossible to watch the depression among Bears fans. I have heard it i understand it and i know the matthew betts said i think on the dfs show like he's not sure this is going to be your quarterback next year and i'm not sure he's going to be yeah for the bear yeah it's- well i mean justin fields if you two design runs on the season uh it was it was just really really hard to watch and and if you don't, we hoped he'd make the Jalen Hurts ascension as a quarterback. You give him an elite weapon in DJ Moore, but what we should have known is that the curse of DJ Moore is stronger than the <laughs> potential
2: of Justin Fields. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. And and here's the thing. He was as bad of an NFL quarterback as you have ever watched. It was mind-blowing. He had a play uh, on his own goal line that was, let me lob it to a defender and let him just walk in for a touchdown. Yeah, absolute travesty. Um, still scored about fifteen fantasy points. Not good enough, but his rushing baseline for fantasy purposes, he's still okay. And he's you know his monstrous upside. So I'm not. I don't like, want
1: to play him next week against Kansas City.
2: Uh, and that's that's fine. You don't have to. But I am. <laughs> I I'm I'm not out on Justin Fields from fantasy. I am absolutely devastated to see that he like we know through two weeks he's not taking the leap as a passer not this year
1: they have lost 12 consecutive games and they don't I don't think he's got garbage time passing capability so it's concerning it's very concerning. I'm not saying that I mean look I, I went out on record last week and said start of the week he's gonna be great started the game went to DJ Moore scored on a rushing touchdown I don't know how he had three rushing yards because I'm pretty sure that rushing touchdown was, it was like 15 yards. No, it was just a yard. Oh, it was? Yeah. And that's why he has three <laughs> rushing yards. It <laughs> well, was a really big boot, Mike. He ran it, backwards. It, oh, and it
3: was a long his, yard. Yes, in terms of how far he actually ran, was probably about 15. Al,
1: you have Justin Fields, panic level. What is it? Pretty high, actually. We're sitting here talking, looking at the waiver options right now. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, it, oh, it's, it's not good, and, and you can blame whatever you want, but Justin Fields looks like the problem right now. Uh, Speaking of problems, Brees Hall had four carries, nine yards. Dalvin Cook had four carries, seven yards.
2: Four I, carries. I don't, how do you give Brees Hall four carries? Brees Hall went on Twitter and just tweeted out four football emojis. Yeah. Dot dot dot. So he wasn't happy with only four carries. Obviously, still looked explosive when given the opportunity. What happened was, you know, that this game got away from the Jets kind of expectedly, and then they couldn't keep hiding, uh, you know, their quarterback, and they had to let him throw the ball to the Cowboys. And, yeah. You're
1: already seeing the cracks start to form. I mean, Sauce Gardner deleted his Twitter afterwards. Chris Hall did. tweeted. I mean, multi- when players are going public yeah. with complaints in week two when you were 1-0, they don't feel like they have a chance to win with Zach Wilson because they don't have a chance to win with Zach Wilson. Yep. That's why. That's the fundamental reason why. Josh Jacobs, two uh nine carries for negative two rushing yards, still had six targets, five for fifty one. You had Jacoby Myers out with the concussion. You've got Devontae Adams dealing with the concussion. Concern level for Josh Jacobs.
2: I, I I'm I'm a little bit concerned with the the overall offense taking a downgrade without Derek Carr. I think he will not get back to what he was last year, but I am confident in his usage. Like I said, I would be trading for Josh Jacobs right now. He is absolutely not going to be in the duds on a weekly basis. He's he's getting elite utilization.
1: Concern for uh, well, Etienne had a down week, but Tank Bigsby had a worse week. He did not yep. get a carry. He did not get a target.
2: But it was actually about the same <laughs> utilization as the week prior. About the same snaps. Uh, about the same snap percentage. And he didn't get many carries the week prior either. It was just around the goal line he got a touchdown last week that kind of saved him. He is a uh, a wait-and-see behind Travis Etienne right now. But they the coaching staff did say that they were going to bring Tank Bigsby along a little bit slower to start the season.
1: This would be slow. I would say zero opportunities is pretty slow.
2: Next week against Houston will be very interesting. Obviously, Travis Etienne will be a must, must, must start. But you could see Tank Bigsby, if, if they get up to a big lead, you could see him actually start getting involved next week. Am I? Let me blow your I mind. Thought
3: something happened to Etn, injury wise, in the game. I heard that, but I couldn't. I like I can't find anything about it right now. But I remember something going on that he got shook. Maybe he just went out and came back in.
1: Let me let me blow your mind. All right, okay. Damian Pierce gained thirty eight yards after contact in week two. Okay? <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense. Damian Pierce finished with thirty one rushing yards.
2: Wow. Yep. Let's say that again.
1: Damian Pierce (laughs) gained 38 yards after contact in week two. That's great. Damian Pierce finished with 31
2: total rushing yards. He was contacted behind the line of scrimmage all game long. So, I mean, it's encouraging to me that C.J.
1: Stroud could move the offense with the passing game. Sure. Because they did get in the red zone. He did not score. He he will. I mean, at some point in time, and that may save some weeks for you, but – they have offensive line issues they have scheme issues they they need more inventive ways to get the ball into damian pierce's hands where he is not being hit 4 yards behind the line of scrimmage uh i found it etn he had the, he had the cramps
3: ah so oh like tummy uh, i don't know yeah they, it just says
1: cramps i, I did I, see your tweet of uh, mike mcdaniel sprinting <laughs> off of the field very delightful mike yeah i'll you. leave it there Josh Kelly, thirteen for thirty-nine, and a big wet fart for your fantasy team. Yeah,
3: like I guess one target. He seventy-nine percent of the snaps. He he was. Turns out he's not Eckler. He was the guy, the, the 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 pixie dust that he had in week one. It seems to have worn off.
1: Uh, let's talk about wide receiver. Does tell me if you need a panic alarm for any of these guys: Jamar okay. Chase, Calvin no. Ridley, no. A.J. No. Brown, no, Jerry no. Judy's first game back. Uh, I wouldn't worry about yeah, it yet. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not
2: excited about Jerry Judy at all.
1: DeAndre Hopkins, four for 40. Uh, Jahan he, he Dotson, three Hopkins, for 33.
3: Hopkins also had the ankle injury all week. He he was not a full-time player.
1: What do you make of the Dotson situation? He he ran more routes than anybody on the team yet again.
2: I'm really upset with how they're utilizing Dotson so far through two weeks. I feel like it's all the shortest little routes, that like the little dink and dunks where – his he's yards, getting targets. His he's,
1: yards per catch are 8 and 7.3, which is not that type of player. We've
2: seen him down the field. That's he Michael Pittman beat, last year yeah, numbers. Absolutely, it's worse. Uh, please, be enemy, just use Dotson down the field. He's getting the targets. He's just not getting valuable targets. So I am concerned with Dotson, but, um, you know, TBD. Kyle
1: Pitts. <laughs> Kyle Pitts had five targets, two for 15. Guess what? I don't care <laughs> because this is all that happens with Mr. Arthur Smith. There is no potential for him through mm. two, through two weeks last year, 10 targets, four catches, 38 yards. This year, eight targets, four catches, 59 yards. They're two and oh, they don't care about your fantasy team. Desmond Ritter's really not that good of a quarterback.
2: He ended the game the week with, with a decent fantasy game. But if you watched, that's what I mean. He's not good. Well, but the Taylor
3: Heineke is waiting.
1: Yeah. Why in the world would they put Taylor Heineke in when they're two and zero?
3: Oh, uh, just saying. It, at some point throughout, it's a long season, and if teams figure out how to fully uh, shut down Desmond Ritter, then I got a, a I got a spoiler alert
1: for you. Taylor Heineke going to throw the ball <laughs> seventeen times. <laughs> yeah, it might be better. How is? Did, how I mean, Drake, Kyle Pitts is a cut to me. How did Drake London not make it
3: into the studs? What happened here?
1: That's because your your sliding your sliding me, scale of studs is six. Yeah. What is he six for sixty? Yeah, Let me check the numbers. I think he was All six right. for sixty. Is he, that uh, a stud? It is s- for the Falcons. Six for sixty-seven with a touchdown, man. That's a stud. There's a lot of six for sixties and a touchdowns though this this week. Is there? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, about fifteen fantasy points. Wide, wide receiver nice. Jason is that 19 a stud? Nineteen curly
2: Uh, no, that's not a stud. We don't we don't talk about the wide receiver nineteen on a week. Who okay. will be lower than that? I mean, it's a good performance. You're happy with Drake London, but it's not a not a weekly stud. So I'm not okay. sitting here to
1: just dunk on the Kyle Pitts situation. I want to know your actual fantasy opinion.
2: Oh, Kyle Pitts, I would be moving along. Yeah, Kyle Pitts should be hitting waivers.
1: Dallas Goddard through two weeks has been a huge disappointment. We got a new offense there. Are you concerned about Goddard moving forward?
2: Uh, I'm not super concerned because I still believe in the offense. Obviously, Dallas Goddard is talented. We've seen him for a long time. They made an effort to get him involved. Seven targets somehow ended up with only 22 yards. It was kind of like what we just said with dots and everything was like a screen to him. Um, I'm not. I'm not very concerned. Kittle, Higby, and Schultz. Uh, yeah, Higby is uh,
1: not relevant. Higby
2: no. is absolutely someone that I, like that would be. If he's worthy of a red alert, that would be mine just because I thought he was going to be someone that was a PPR machine this season. Yeah. Puka has made him irrelevant. Yeah, when you get 20 targets to one player, it's tough. Dalton Schultz, uh, I
3: just we don't even need to put him on this list anymore. You need to have big pants. Uh, George Kittle, that one was disappointing considering how Ayuk was kind of banged up. You thought maybe George Kittle will get more involved, but nope. Anybody else you
1: want to talk about in the duds? I don't think so. Are you trading Drake London high on 6 for 60 in a touchdown?
3: Heck yeah. I'm certainly open to it.
1: Uh, all right. Footclanggiveaway.com, we're giving away a CMC jersey. You a have signed time- CMC signed jersey. Signed CMC jersey, not just a CMC jersey. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. He, he signed he's,
2: it. He's put his signature on him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's signed.
1: Uh, That's footclangiveaway.com. Big waiver show coming tomorrow. That is it for today's episode of the show. Thank you for joining us. Good luck in your Monday night doubleheader matchup. Hopefully you get a victory.
2: And have two TVs. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Footballers Podcast. Join our fantasy football community on jointhefoot.com.